Hello, horse. That's in the movie, Bartek. Hello, horse. Oh, fuck, what was, the, what was the response? They just kept saying, hello, horse. Hello, horse. And then, whoa. <laughs> I do remember when we first watched this. Hi, Ryan, by the way. Hello, horse. <laughs> I do remember when we first watched it, we had something about the horse that kept coming up. Hello, horse. Hello, and the horse. thumbs up weird gesture. <laughs> Bartek, we're back again to do our podcast where we say hello, horse, over and over again and try and figure out details of the movie we just watched. That's the podcast. We don't do anything else. What's it called? Hello, horse, the podcast. <laughs> but in the Polish language, it's translated to spit and Polish presents, likingly because we're always spitting and we both happen to be Polish. How can people tell you're Polish? Has, has anyone ever seen you? And just went, oh, you're Polish? I don't know if, if anyone's visually ever identified me as Polish. Not other Poles? Because... I mean, if I'm in Poland, they might see me as a white person in Poland and think, oh, you're one of us. <laughs> Thank you, Bartek. <laughs> but uh, I ask because sometimes I get spotted as uh, when I'm in random locations and people ask me random questions about my like background. You and could I'm have like... been a Jew, right? Can I talk about that? Uh, I was recently <laughs> out in the city and I went to a friend's place and they live in a largely Jewish populated suburb. But it reminded me of this one time I was waiting for a tram and a gaggle of rabbis walked past me and one of the younger ones stopped, turned around and asked me if I'm Jewish because I had long curly hair. And I said, no, uh, no, I'm Polish, actually. And then he tottered, walked off a few steps, turned around, pointed and said, Polish. You could still be a Jew! And then walked off. Oh, and I'm like... The last time you told the story in the podcast, it was, you could have been a Jew. Oh, you could have been a Jew! <laughs> and then he walked off. Uh, and I never saw him again. But I think about that interaction a lot. But we're actually here to talk about a movie that came recommended, and I recommended a film for us to discuss. That's but true. But we're not doing it alone. We've joined. We're joined by a person, somebody who's been... Uh, you know, we've been waiting for to come on the pod. Somebody who will regularly tweet out, hey, you want me on a podcast? Podcast? Just ask me on. And then I do, and then they don't respond. But we finally dragged him on here. He needs no defending this time from you. It's Sean from the Last Best Bav 1-5 podcast and a multitude of other places. Hello, Sean Rose. Hello. Hello. Uh, hello, it's me. It's me. It's Sean. Uh, is this thing on? Is this working? Everyone can hear me. I'm on I'm on the air. Correct. Yeah, is he Everyone's on? good. Fantastic. I'm on. Uh, Sean, folks. you're so good at turning me on. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> That's a show from his country. Uh, yeah. At turning me on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, th thank you so much for having me on. Uh, this is uh, very, very excited to be on. Uh, excited to uh, talk about this um, this kooky movie. Uh, that's that's the word I would use. I feel like, uh, uh, you know, I won't jump into it too much yet, but uh it's, you know, sometimes it's good. You want to watch a movie that's just a little kooky. Yep. Uh, and just kind of a good time. And uh, you know what I mean? It's, that's that's what this is all about. I so totally know. That's why I recommended Excited to be here it. and talk about it. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. I recommended another Czech film. I every so often grab a movie from Czechoslovakia when it was Czechoslovakia. Very much so the kooky variety from that nation. And... We have thus far covered the same director and creative team, uh, Ulrich Lipsky, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And so we've done Lemonade Joe and Dinner for Adele, or Adela has not had her supper yet. That one has multiple titles. Yeah. And today we're looking at I Killed Einstein, gentlemen. And Sean, you are joining us, but could you please tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what you do and your podcasts and the stuff that you get up to? Sure. Uh, well, so... 
podcast wise, I am uh, one of the hosts of the last best Babylon five podcast. I do that show with my good friends, Ben and Steve. Ben has seen Babylon five before, but Steve and I are watching through it for the first time. Uh, we're having a, a, a lot of fun. Uh, we are getting close to the end of the fourth season now. So we're, we're almost done, which feels crazy. Uh, but we are, um, it's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years since we started. So it's, it's crazy that we're almost getting there. Um, but yeah, we're having a really good time. Uh, and, uh, I also, um, I have another show I, I host, um, that we're going to do some new episodes of called the Hornet's Nest, which is where I, I am the, I play the host of a, uh, a classic rock radio show, uh, who was also a former supervillain. Uh, and it's basically just, it is the radio show that you're listening to and we have callers and all that. And that's a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I'm a cartoonist also. I do uh, a lot of comics. Uh, I do a comic called Red Ring of Death. Which I is love like Red Ring of, of Death. Uh, Red oh, Ring of you. Death um, is so funny. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It is a parody of uh, uh, gaming comics from the mid 2000s. Uh, and uh, I'm embodying a character named Sean Tuckley, who is like the the cartoonist of it and he's just a very bad man so that's yeah that's really all it is but just so um, you know the artwork is um what sean described a mid-2000 gamer style which is to say gross it's just oh, we're talking about like webcomic yeah yeah um yeah. yes uh it's a comic i'm doing uh it is often at least especially lately as it, it has gotten even more uh perverted and weird um, only because I'm, re- I, I, I'm really just making it to make myself laugh. And that's just what makes that's the way to do it. That's the way to do <laughs> uh, it. Things that are uncomfortably horny and reveal something sinister about the author making it. Yep. <laughs> so that's, 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 that, that's the goal. That is my bag. I love that stuff. So, uh, that's the road I'm going down. But, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, and also I, I, I watch anime a lot and, uh, watch a lot of movies and, you know. And so all we that, got you here to talk about a movie, no anime today, but maybe in the future for you if you come back on. You requested a weird movie. You're like, I want to do, if you bring me on, I want to do something weird and I haven't seen before. And I and I looked at my Czechoslovakian list and went, boy, oh boy, which one yeah, will it picked, be? You picked a good one. That This was, uh, that you, this was exactly the vibe I was looking for. Uh, just something where I can kind of lay back and just be like, huh, well, all right. Like you wanted something weird, Ryan's like, okay, which Ulrich Lipsky film do we which go Ulri- with? Well, there are some <laughs> other Czech movies on my list I, that I think Sean will enjoy very much. There's this one called, I think it's called Here Comes the Cat, which I haven't watched, but it's on YouTube for Ooh. free, where the pitch of the movie is a, a weird <laughs> sorry, a weird cat comes to town with, and it's wearing some glasses. And this woman oh, puts... <laughs> that's the pitch. And this woman puts on the glasses and it shows her people in different colors and that um just dis- that distinguishes what their mood is or like what their oh, personality is it is a, it's, amazing and it's is a very that, high rated is that movie. animated is that live no action, it's a it's a live or? action oh buddy it's a live oh, wow. action movie oh but, all right uh, all right we are talking Drop about that link kill... to me i'm gonna i'm there's no way i'm not oh i've got a check i got a czechoslovakian list on youtube God, the Czechs are just oh, the great. best aren't they? there's another <laughs> one that actually relates to i killed einstein gentleman the lead actor the scientist character he's in another movie called uh tomorrow i'll wake up and scold myself with tea which is a time travel movie in which he actually goes back in time to help Hitler win the war. So I read about that in trivia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like this film, he wants to kill Hitler. This 
other film yeah. he wants him to win. And I, I've watched that one by my, <laughs> with my wife and it was very, very funny. And um, boy, all, all I'll say is that movie's on YouTube as well. People check that out because just the opening credits, all I'll say is about the opening credits is YouTube poops have an origin from cinema and it's this movie. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. That sounds wonderful. But I would love to watch into... a, a 70s like, Czechoslovakian YouTube poop. Oh, yes, uh, with Hitler. So I Killed Einstein, gentlemen, is the film of discussion today. And uh, Bartek and I, we have seen this movie before. We watched it together. Uh, this is from 1970. I don't know if you actually have yeah. the Czech name up by I any do. chance, Bartek. Do yeah. you know how to say it? Uh, yeah, much like a lot of Czech, this is like every single word is similar to Polish but slightly different. So mm. it's Zabiljesem uh, Einsteina Panove. Mm-hmm. Which is very similar to, I guess, in Polish, uh, like Zabiłem się Einsteina Panowie. Okay. Which, if the two of you heard me say those two titles and they sounded the exact same, they weren't, but they I were heard, very I, similar. I heard some slight differences. Close. Panowie, Panowie. Yeah, a little, little bit. I could notice a, t- a tiny bit, yes. A tiny difference. Now, we both have seen this. We both very much enjoyed this. We watched this with my wife and our friend Will, I do believe, was there as well. I know it was with a small group, but I can't um, remember who was there. And we had good giggles, and it was a very exhilarating time, and... I remember personally being surprised with how much of a sci-fi angle this took because we had watched other from this director and a lot of them were genre pieces but not science fiction, uh, mainly uh, like westerns and murder mysteries. Ace and, detective kind of thing. And there was always a little bit of sci-fi in there, like with Dinner for Adele, the guy grabs out like a laser gun but it's a it's a solar rifle because yeah, it's solar, solar powered. And, <laughs> and of course it's a giant... Yeah, and and it's a it's a monster movie too. But like this was such a delight to see that it was just full on science fiction. Just here we go. Here's a time travel story. And so whenever I recall this one in my brain, I always just have a smile because it, it, it ventured into an avenue that I particularly enjoy in movies and did so in a way that I haven't seen a lot of other sci-fi like time travel stories do it. It's it's about the presentation more so than the nitty-gritty details because there's a lot of the time travel stuff that we've seen many times before but the way that they do it mixing it with the comedy has, has lingered with me and and that final scene that final scene is probably the final like the scene I've thought about the most uh, when it comes to this, when when we get to the like the ending of it, that one just haunted me. I found it very compelling and very good. But uh, Bartek, for you, any anything about this movie that's lingered? It's been a year or so since we've watched. Yeah, it. Yeah, we watched it sometime last year. Um, it's not one of my favorites that we've watched in terms of like the Czech uh, catalog that we've done. Um, but it's it's an amusing film. Uh, it's not quite as extreme as some of the other ones that we listed earlier. But it was you know it was a good time. Um, definitely had a lot of creativity in terms of its aesthetic, like the sci-fi stuff. I'm not as into it as you are, the sci-fi. Um, but yeah, very funny the way some of it works. Like when he's doing like the jetpack thing, which is like these two (laughs) weird, like fiery sticks. It's like, oh, I guess that's how it works. (laughs) They're guns with sparklers. (laughs) But it it still had all those like little check things that we like, uh, you know, these little lines of like snarkiness, Mm. uh, kind of self-awareness at times. Mean-spiritedness. Mean-spiritedness. Sort of a weird... (laughs) 
I was going to say wholesomeness, and I'm kind of confident in saying that, but kind of not. No, I agree. There's that yeah. too. And of course, it just really loves it. A, a bunch of actors we've seen in a bunch of these other movies, mm. and here they are yucking it up again, yeah. but in different ways. That's that's another kind of small point against like our favorite actor is in this film, but it's like the smallest role we've ever seen him in. In the movie Lemonade Joe, which we've covered, the f- best character in it is the villain, and he is in this movie. The actor is in this movie as like the husband of the rich lady, the guy who just keeps coming in at the very oh, end of the party. Yeah, and he's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, great yeah, yeah. Czechoslovakian actors when we were, as well. Yeah. We've learned, Milos and, oh. and so we were disappointed because we saw his name in this, and we're like, oh, he's going to be entire, the villain. The and, entire, well, not even that. The entire film, we were just like, oh, when's he going to show up? And like every single right. new scene, it was like maybe this is the one. And, you know, he's still fun in this. He's so still very fun. He has but... a great line about, did this person kill herself in their bathroom? <laughs> and then he's like, it's just a cut. <laughs> it's like, hey, don't break that glass. It costs money. <laughs> did you know it costs money? Now, Sean, you are a particular enjoyer of weird media, weird shows and movies and music and all this stuff. Every time I've interacted with you or followed you, you're always engaging in something. If you ever look at Sean's letterbox, it's a watch list of fucking weird shit and or having yeah, just w- watched weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's, it's and the weirdest strange. stuff is when Sean will occasionally watch a normal movie. Like, it will just be like, he's finding Jesus too, and then he's a normal movie. And it'll be like, Sean, what's going on? You're watching normal well, shit. Um, I will say uh, sometimes if you see some especially uh, dark shit that I watch on like a Saturday night. It is particularly because um, I have a group of friends that I will watch it. We started doing this when the pandemic started, we started doing like a bad movie night kind of quote unquote, because they're not always necessarily bad. Um, but like basically that that's kind of how it started. Like we would just kind of uh, pop in on discord together and kind of just like somebody would stream a movie and we just kind of watch it together and just have a good time. Um, and we've just, you know, we just can have continued to do that because it's just fun. Um, and so, but basically like, it's kind of more turned into usually bad, but sometimes just strange. Like sometimes it is really just like, just something that will take you to kind of a, a weird place. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, um, usually after we finish watching the first, like the kind of the main movie that we start with, then I usually, I have a a friend of my friend, uh, Grayson who runs it, uh, this thing. I always tell him like, give me the weirdest shit you've got. (laughs) Like, I want (laughs) to see something really, really weird. (laughs) And so you'll see things in my letterbox that are like, literally it's like, uh, uh, one of them is like a, (laughs) one of them was like a, like a, a a potty training guide (laughs) like on YouTube. (laughs) Like, just the weird, just weird nightmares, and I'm just like, yes, this is what it, like things where like people will just like kind of start to log off of Discord when it starts playing, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, this is what I want. This is what you um, want. So yeah. yeah, so that's why you'll see like, you know, how do I potty next to uh, just a normal film? Yeah, that's uh, a raging bull. Just, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Sean, could you tell everyone out there listening uh, a bit about I Killed Einstein, gentlemen? How would you summarize the plot? If you had to pitch this to somebody, to one of your Discord people, perhaps, what would you say this go? Like, what would you say this is about? Um, it's a, I would say it's kind of a, a, a strange, but f- a fun but weird take on just like a time travel comedy, basically. Um, like the whole premise with, with like a very strange kind of like sci-fi, uh, framing device to it. Like, like you said, it has that kind of sci-fi element to it. Um, 
the basic the the basic plot I'll, I'll try to sum it up best i can it re- this movie really uh right from the jump like when it starts off it really like throws a lot of like uh intense imagery at you right up top and it's like wow this is we're in a, we're in for something here mm-hmm. um and uh well basically what well, like they're, they're, they're refresh my memory on this they're they're going back and they need to go back in time what what uh year is it supposed to take 1993 <laughs> it's 1993 it's the and, uh, <laughs> don't you remember the don't yeah. you remember the opening credits where it showed you each year I, clocking down I, I, until we I reached saw that, i did remember that but i forgot i forgot what year it started with but that's i, I didn't like that i really like that opening out, credits yeah that's how we found out what year it was yeah I, I i really i did like the i thought that was really neat uh but it was like yeah it's like yeah well they uh um, they anticipated some things, but not uh, not grunge. There was grunge was missing. <laughs> but, 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 um, thanks to physics, there was no grunge. Yeah, thanks to fi- <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, uh, there is what, an epidemic of uh, women growing beards. I believe uh, yeah. is is the problem. It was because of a um, was it G bomb? Yes, G bomb, which is an, which is an extension of physics. Yes. So a bunch uh, so, of terrorists have been releasing G bombs, which is fucking up with women's physiology. It's yes, and that has something to do with, and because it's physics, they decide we're going to take a time machine and go back to 1911, and specifically we're going to we're going to go back and kill Einstein. But specifically, and this is where it gets interesting, <laughs> specifically in the year 1911, because apparently, in, in and I, it, in Prague, <laughs> because, because apparently in 1911, movie. there was something where like he, Einstein almost died from a chandelier falling on him yes. that, that missed. And so they're just, they're like, we're going to try to kill him in the most like inconspicuous way. Where we're just going to manipulate it so that the chandelier does fall on him. Yeah, he was like at a party um, on this very specific day where a chandelier yeah. fell. Yeah, and he and they their <laughs> yeah. whole reason too is we aren't trying to mess with fate too much. We'll just mess with it for a couple of seconds, and that should yes. be enough. That's yes. the logic. And, and- yeah, and so it, like obviously it makes it easier, so they can kind of blend in a little bit more, and they're not you know they don't have to pull a gun out and shoot the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that all, uh, d- to put it lightly, the, the plan uh, uh, falls apart uh, pretty quickly, and things get things get wacky. Is the best way I could say it. That is the best way to put it. Now, having to rewatch this, I forgot so many great details, and so it was a joy to laugh at them as hard as I did the first time. I can't believe I forgot about the cat being a spy. I forgot about really? that. Really? That was cute. For some reason, really for some reason, I, I remembered all the other cat details. Like, I remembered the cat always <laughs> glorious. It was, like, way. the main thing I remembered. It was like, oh, Ryan, this is the one film where you <laughs> love the cat and you were yeah, but the ecstatic one, that it, like, had a point. I, I know, but I forgot for some reason because all the other things are so magnetic. Like, the jetpack with the two guns that shoot sparklers and <laughs> Einstein becoming a violinist and, like, the chandelier ending and, like, the glue seat, the seat with all the glue on it. And, like, I, there's just so much stuff in here. And that's the thing about oh, yeah. Ulrich Lipsky movies is 
they're jam-packed with gags. It's, yeah. it's gag after gag after gag, background gags, gags right up front, old school gags, gags that are way ahead of their time. There's just so many jokes upon jokes upon jokes that they don't need to put in there, but the fact that they do makes the rewatchability of it so much higher and just so much more like needed and so because you know there's just so much to take in and so yeah i forgot about the little cat gag because there was also the thing i remembered about the cat was that this is a real cat that's just on their back while they're in the scenes and it's clawing <laughs> yeah, in suit the suit jacket i was worried about the cat i was like oh i hope the cat's okay the cat's kind of just hanging on yeah. they're going through them with them in I, time I and then they fine, lost the cat and i was like oh no Oh, no. And then, but then when they revealed them, like that the cat was the spy, I'm like, oh, that's that's so cute. <laughs> it always so screams funny. when I get its eye, and then you yeah. hear its little scream. <laughs> that was so funny. I really liked when he was just like, well, who could be the like? No one else could have been the spy. And then he's, and then the guy talks to the cat, and he's like, oh, he's he he thinks that you couldn't have been the spy. Isn't that insulting? He's insulting you. And it's like, oh, that's by the way, guys, the cat's called Cleopatra. So I'm like, yeah. he's a Cleopatra. Name. Yes, <laughs> that was that's a also t- a very cute cat name. Uh, now, yeah, but I enjoyed this on the rewatch. I, I got some good belly laughs. Some of the gags I remembered still landed, like the horse gag where the horses are just still riding around yeah. in the street. Yeah, <laughs> no that one was stopped funny. them. Yeah, they like, I don't know told. how to stop them. And, oh, that's right. We say whoa, and then a person walks by and gets insulted that they did that to them. They thought that was oh, so many wonderful things. Now, Bartek, for you, this is also a revisit. You said this wasn't one of your particular favorites out of the Czech films we've watched, but how did it hold up on this watch for you overall? It held up fine. It, was, it wasn't as fun as the first time, didn't have, you know, a group with us, but you know, it still had all the amusing things in it. Um, there were a lot of details that I'd forgotten, so I got a little bit of fun out of those. Um, yeah, this was one where I didn't remember too much uh, of the like nitty gritty stuff. Like I remembered little bits here and there. But like, how do we get to that? Oh, I forgot about this. Um, I was also recalling like things we were saying while mm. we were watching the film. I think there was a point where I'm like, oh, Ryan stepped out of the room at this point. He hasn't seen this part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things like that. Well, Sean. I gave you this. The title is very arresting in itself of I Code Einstein, yes. gentlemen. Yes. And I told you it was a Czech film. Now, are you that familiar with Czech or Czechoslovakian films? Have you consumed any? Are you aware of the kind of zany legacy by any chance? Um, I, you know, not not quite as much. It's something that I, I would like to uh, dip my toes in a little bit more, especially after watching this, where it's just kind of like, uh oh this is like this is a lot of fun and very uh very strange uh and very kind of compelling to watch um i did watch a um there is a there is a czech movie i watched not too long ago uh that was um i don't know that you if if if, uh you guys have seen it uh the 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 cremator have you seen that no i haven't seen it um it's and and this is a, a a much a much much darker movie um it's great like it's amazing it's from like uh, 1969 but it's uh basically about um it's basically just like about a a guy uh in um uh like 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 a guy who runs a crematorium in like world war ii who is basically like you kind of see him uh becoming kind of uh like nazism is on the rise and you kind of see him becoming kind of like entranced with it and kind of pulled into it it's very very grim but it's it's amazing it's an amazing movie um i would strongly recommend it but it is it is it is uh you know it's 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 tough 
We um, haven't watched but, a uh, dramatic Czech film, really. We've been mainly just living in the comedy landscape. Yeah, I've, the oh yeah, I've literally. It does have, um, I would say that this has a, it has comedic elements to it. You could almost call it a dark comedy in some, in some parts of it. Um, but it's, but it's very, very, you know, in that Czech way where it's like, it's, it's treating kind of a serious subject matter with like, there is some levity. Um, but it is, uh, you know, it is, it is, yeah, it's rough. But it's yeah. great. I, I was going to say, I've literally only seen films by this director, so I can't really say anything about like Czech films in general. Yeah, and this is one of the few where it doesn't have a musical number in it, really. Usually his movies have a Well, musical... it has a strip scene. Yeah, but that's not the... Like, there's <laughs> no does. singing yeah, in it. That was, I know, yeah. <laughs> that, but... that was just like, that scene was like, oh, okay. Sean's right. perversion was really happy during that yeah, scene. All the, yeah, it's like, oh, great. Like, more for Really the, good too, the... Um, but Sean, what did you think of this overall? What was your overall experience watching it as well, knowing very little about it other than the title and country? Uh, I thought it was, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was a good time. Um, it was like, I, I don't want to necessarily say it was lightweight, um, because there was like a lot of, um, there was a lot to it. Like it was really interesting. Um, but I would say that the tone was lightweight. Like it was very, like, uh, it was very, very much more in the, the, the comedic vein um like uh and i thought it was fun like basically whenever it had any scene where it was like in you know the far future of uh, 1993 um it was uh it was very very weird it was just like wow this is like it, it was very, but like charming in that kind of like uh, uh 60s 70s sci-fi sort of way yeah. where it's like the, the sets are kind of like very stagey and uh the just the the idea of the the future is kind of just very kind of like goofy and funny looking um but um but Those fun bands. like it was it was a, it was a it was a good time um i appreciated the even like the darker elements of it are treated with such uh like like the fact that like they they have a whole thing where uh, one of the one of the scientists they're going with um or he's the professor uh peck yeah uh, what was his name that he it's like he he just they accidentally kill his dad as a child and he just disappears and they're just like, ah, crap. <laughs> like They're like, ah, he doesn't exist anymore because we killed his dad. Like, <laughs> like this horrible, horrible thing has happened and they're just like, oh, for God's sake. And they have to like, just, it's just like treated as like an annoyance more than anything. Mm. Um, stuff like that. Like that's very much the tone of this thing. Um, but no, it was fun. I had, I had a really good time with it. It was, uh, I did not really know after a certain point where it was going to go. Uh, and I love watching stuff like that where I'm just like, this can go in a bunch of different directions and I don't even really know where it's going to go. So I I love stuff like that. It has a, a fun pitch to it. When you get past like the bizarreness of the future where women have beards and men are feeling weird about that and emasculated about it and and all the women are like on strike and they're refusing to shave their beards and yeah. you get past that and you and you're the fucking freak who comes up with like the deep cut razor and and he accidentally oh shaves God. half the hair oh off yeah of that the weird leader. guy yeah that, that weird that weird guy doesn't narrow it down, Sean. There's so yeah. many weird guys. <laughs> I know, there's a lot of weird guys. The but, weird um, guy at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> if you were to say, oh, the normal guy from this film, who would it be? The lead. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Uh, He's pretty, I guess Einstein was pretty normal. Yeah, but like, he was also like a was, little freak. He had a good laugh. He was a little freak. He had a weird laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. 
when you get to the pitch of okay, the world is fucked. We we can't escape the the fate we're in, and we've determined that is because of this specific strand of science. So let's go to the beginning of that, where it was more on the periphery of science, and kill and or stop the 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 one of the founders of it, one, one of, of the the, I, the iconic physics people, kill Einstein, and hope that history will write itself in a way where things are okay. Like, they don't even consider how World War II will pan out or anything like that. They're just very much on the guttural approach of this will solve the crisis we have now. And so you guys, the inventor of the machine, the guy who figured out the science behind the machine, and you, the historian, will go back in time and do this. All of them are fine with murdering a guy. Uh, because he's already time. been dead. Yeah. He's already been dead, but then that changes once they go back in time. Obviously, the historian lady falls in love, and the 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 guy that Sean mentioned, one of them gets erased from time, and our main character, this is something I didn't appreciate as much on the first watch, but I appreciate it more on this one, is the main character progressive, like progressively becomes more evil as the movie goes along. Like at the beginning, yeah. he's he's straight laced, but he seems like a good guy who wants to do the right thing, and he looks at things in a very uh, distant fashion. But as things progress, he becomes more and more gung ho, like gung ho about like being nasty and screwing over others and killing a guy and just the 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 morals of the character deteriorate as we go along and then by the end of the movie when he's succeeded at what he thought he do- has done he's almost trapped in in like a moral decay and he's left in this weird <laughs> void of life where now is a savior of the world but it means nothing because time is still like this harsh mistress that wants to Re- keep rewriting things so that humanity at this point in the future is fucked no matter what and so i thought that was just something that i, I like, we talk about all the comedy but when we look at it through the the i guess the more dramatic or serious lens they still have like that skeleton underneath all of the funny stuff that is really what i appreciate about these czech movies is they, they, they can go wacky, they can go over the top, but you can tell that the creative team have a deep understanding of the story and the genre they're playing in. Because you could easily do this movie without all of the silly comedy, and it would still be pretty good. Like, mm. the filmmaking, I've always commended about Auric Lipsky stuff, he shoots things in a genuine manner. It's not lazy, there's inventive shots here, crisp cinematography, the lighting is always gorgeous in these movies the music oh my the music is is always a delight but here it is up to 11 i just have always admired with these types of movies the the balance that you have because you can have those ones where it's all gimmick of all just this is silly it's over the top like um there's a difference between garth Marenghi's dark place and something like um I can't remember, like, there's that YouTube, it became like a YouTube sensation where it's like a, it's like a kung fu movie, like, 30 minutes short on YouTube where it's basically like, everything's the 80s, and it's about a guy who travels back in time to fight a Nazi dinosaur, and it's like, there's a difference of how you do those two things, because Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, for instance, 
it's very funny, it's very over the top, but it it knows exactly what it's riffing on. And that's what yes. I feel with I love Darkly so much. I, I killed one, Einstein one Gentleman. It really knows these time travel things well and still has fun with it. That's always the key to me. It's not lazy. It's really thought out. They know their rules, they're gonna stick to their rules, and they still have a message. Like, when they come back after thinking they've killed Einstein and the world is still fucked, but now it's in the opposite direction and chemistry is the new villain, I mean, (laughs) that is just the perfect masterstroke of writing because it could have just been so simple to just have it that he wins and everything's back to normal and huzzah. Uh, Now, for you, Bartek, what were some of the elements that stood out to you in this? Um, uh, This time, uh, something that stood out... Uh, honestly, the, the future set, I mainly remembered the, like, the room where the, the first time travel happened, like, the Mm. red room with the weird, like, diagonal stairs. Mm. Um, but the, there's a scene in, I think it's, like, a bedroom where on this, they're on this gigantic bed that has all these, like, different slopes on it all throughout, and it's like, I don't remember this bed, (laughs) what's going on here? It's like... It's like an interpretation of the future because, like, the film's set 23 years after this movie was made. So it's like, oh, this is, you know, sort of wacky thing going on here. So that was a lot of fun. Um, that, oh, that's when he's explaining the time trap, like the timeline separation to her. And he's drawing on her leg with lipstick well, and that, she's moaning in, in pleasure about it. Well, that it. I remembered. Oh and God, also the fact yeah. that later on she tries to, like, show someone and I'm like, oh, I already bathed. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's even a point where um, I think it's when they come back to the final, when they come back to their present at the final timeline where they acknowledge like, oh man, everything's so different because of the past. And I think the main character just like brushes it off like, yes, we changed the past so things will change like that. And it's just like, yeah, that's that's true. That's like, that's what you were saying about mm. like the confidence in its rules. Yeah. And uh, I know for you, you were, you're a big fan of... Uh, the the guy who plays the, the 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 policeman the big fat policeman that does the silly faces he's always one of those actors in these movies that every time we see him we smile because he honestly he, all the policemen in this film kind of nailed it oh the policemen are, I love the uh, the first one the the one that the guy gets off the side of the street because they're threatening they're talking about killing a guy called Adolf Hitler and the guy's thinking oh, that they're God, planning yeah. a murder <laughs> that was great he's like I, um, I forgot all I hear, we heard that you want to kill some guy named Adolf Hitler yeah so, a painter named yeah. Adolf Hitler <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was like, it was like a room painter right it was like yeah yeah, yeah because that's what he was um at that time and uh yeah that was just uh one of those things i love that big fat policeman guy and like he has a heart attack when Einstein comes back to life and then he's like wiggling on the ground oh, that was good. he's yeah, wiggling that was good. and they're like what do we do like with the, the there's the policeman who has like the really big nose mm-hmm. and like when one of the girls is like trying to take the helmet off it gets stuck on the nose yeah 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 <laughs> the strap gets stuck on his big nose that was hey they know how to use Every one of these movies, this one especially, knows that they have funny looking people and they're going to use that. They're going to use that to their comedy of strength. So, like, like with- this guy's a big fat guy, we're going to use that. And not just as big fat guy jokes, but like this guy's got a funny face. This guy's yeah. got a big nose. We're going to use that. We're going <laughs> to fucking use that. I know what the big nose guy's like. I saw him like, oh, that nose is so big. But the film's probably not going to, like, you know, go, you know, acknowledge that too much. It's just accentuated for the look. But then the strap gets stuck on the nose and it's like, like I, I'm a fool. <laughs> Uh yeah, there's 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 and 
to Sean's point, because Sean mentions some of this with movies he likes, but I think this is probably one of the more overtly horny one of the Czech films we've watched. Yeah, oh sure. yeah, this the, was yeah. The, there was a lot of uh, a lot of horniness in this one. <laughs> the sequence where they go to the the was it the, co- the like the college campus and like the head of the department has yeah. <laughs> dropped his glasses out of coming out of the toilet and then he grabs the lady's butt and then he thinks it's one of his students. Oh my god! And he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to change a grade for this or whatever it was. <laughs> and then he said that she says that the, the lady should be wearing Ringed. armor <laughs> when you see her, and that was just absurd and then and then the Torsway line of that he'll be the head of education like a minister of education in the future and it's like oh no. no this this one's definitely the most horny maybe second might be like four murders are enough darling but i don't remember too much about that one <laughs> but uh yeah this this uh had some horniness the beginning of it this is this, there's a whole scene at the beginning where we just see tits the film opens yes. on like a porn shoot and yeah. then the rest yes. of the movie plays coy with showing us tits. It's so yes. weird. It's like the movie yeah. just shot its load at the beginning and then tried to play coy for the rest of it. Like, yeah, it throws like it gives you it, it starts with like a very horny image right up top. And like literally it's, it's the like first a thing. Hot opens, yeah. Um a and it was just already. like, oh, okay. Uh like like it's it's the most like like, oh, alright, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of I those think, kinds of movies. I think the first right. frame is literally like them just lying down. It's lying down, you yes. get the beard and there's barely any sound, and then they talk and you're like, oh it's very disarming the opening because they take a while to explain the beards and and yes. it's, it's yeah. this whole thing. They, they throw every all of the weirdest parts of this movie. They throw a lot of them at you right at the beginning. It's front loaded um, with the weird. Yeah, you can't. Yes. You, the film so, kind of doesn't. The film wants you to play catch up almost. And I yes. appreciate that. Yeah. Yes, and so when it goes back in time, it kind of. I wouldn't necessarily say it normalizes, but like it's like, oh, okay, this is like a setting that you're a little more familiar with. So it's like, okay, the I, I see. Yeah. They're they're doing a little more of the the time travel, even though the beginning of them travel with the where the ship just shows up on stage <laughs> and they're like, what the hell's going on? Did like the script change? What's happening? And then they have to have all the every the whole cast like move the thing off. That was good. That was very funny. Yeah, because history, history wise, it still had the certain showdown, but in real life, that got scrapped and this show got put on instead. So her intel yes. was right, but it was wrong. And they yelled at her <laughs> and treated her like inferior because she's a dumb woman. Um, and then the movie proceeds to say, well, fuck you and your sexism because she's got to help save the day in her own way. But uh, I, I, I mean, I adored her very much as a character, a historian. They did the typical thing you see often in these stories as well. Star Trek's done this a bunch as well, where the, the, the history lady falls in love and wants to be... This is literally the plot of the Star Trek episode uh, um, Space Seed, where Khan yes. first shows up. Where it's like the historian falls in love with Khan. I definitely got some Star Trek vibes. And, um, and definitely in terms of like the him. setting and all that, yes. And yet this 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 character, she switches sides. <laughs> like, <laughs> she she gets kidnapped, which is an amazing sequence, by the way, where, where we open up and she screams before anything happens. And you see this guy with the stocking over his face, this Robbie Coltrane looking motherfucker. <laughs> he sprays her in the face with some mist and then wraps her up in a K like in a like, He like shoots her with oh, like yeah. a thing that ties her up. And he specifically yeah. says, Yes, 
me to do it for you in cotton because it's nicer. And it's like, okay. <laughs> but the effect of when he shoots the gun that has this thing it's like in stop it. motion. Oh, yeah, right? they like speed, they, yeah, they speed it up I'll a little bit. Yeah. And and it's probably like reverse photography, right? Like they've probably had it tied so. on oh, her, and then they wound it up inside of the gun and then they've reversed it. That's my guess. I thought it was more, more stop motion y, like reversed. I don't know, but. It was yeah, great. It was something effect. like that, yeah. And then you have one of my favorite gags. These movies, I feel, have made me aware of this gag, which is there's a body there. Like she's in this position where she's tied up, and the person just grabs her and carries <laughs> her like a suitcase out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that, that was, was, that was a that's like long. in Lemonade Joe, where he like, carried him like a statue. Yeah, that's but exactly it. was like a really light statue. <laughs> and and with, the, with the shot compositions, the color palette, it's actually quite difficult to see that it's a dummy. It's like, oh, that actually yeah. looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Uh, for you, Sean, this uh, being your first time, what were some of the the the, the moments that you got a, a good reaction out of? The highlights or the the particularly funny moments or a moment that made you laugh real good? Oh, sure. Um, well, yeah, like uh, kind of like I mentioned, I, I really like the stuff just with the 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 when they they show up like on stage and they have to kind of like funnel everyone out. Um, I like I like some of the 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 nonsense with uh, um with um the the guy meeting his 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 father who is a a little boy um a bad little boy that was a bad, he's like a rambunctious little boy uh, oh, the, and he's the same being, with the gun oh god oh my god yeah they're just like they have yeah they they give him a gun uh, and he's like kind of pointing it at the both of them and they keep kind of like shoving it away and pointing it and at like the other one none of them are acknowledging it but it's well, it's like their hands are the only ones acknowledging it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of just nudging them. It's like very light. Um, that was really fun. I, I really like that. It was just like they. Tr- it was so weird. Like just to like the, the image of just like a, this grown man grabbing a little boy and being like, "My father, my father." <laughs> just really weird. Like he's being really touchy feely with sitting him on his lap, kids. kissing him, making. Yeah, it. Oh my god! Like, what the fuck are you doing? The lead scientist calling him dad and then going, "Oh, sorry, I mean, uh, yeah," because <laughs> oh, he got so funny. caught up in the conversation. That was good. And then they kill that kid. It was very funny. It was like, yeah, oh, he's dead. <laughs> like, oops, oops. That's yeah, only really the second timeline. That. Oh man. Yeah. And that then they and they fixed it, kind of. They, they you know, mm. they gave him a lolly for not going on a lollipop. I liked when <laughs> yes. she made him promise to have four kids, and then the kid became <laughs> an adult in that one moment and said, "Like that would be a tough life." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was very good. A lot of like the snappy, funny lines were from that kid, really. He was great. Uh, he was funny. Yeah. He was Einstein's like little protege, and he was doing all the math. Oh yeah, for he was like a human calculator. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, and that makes sense for why his son is is like a Nobel Prize winning. Yeah, scientist like that. That that's again. That's the level of detail that they've put in because they could have easily just had it be he is a kid that lives on the campus because his dad's the janitor. And that would have been enough. But no, they put in that extra effort to make it make sense and to help this Peck character, who's barely in the movie after a certain point, help him have a fully rounded character where we even understand his lineage and like how he got to this point and like why he is this way. This is the stuff that I really like to sink my teeth into. But uh, I mean, one of the, the, the big laughs I, I did have, I mean, we've already mentioned the cat, but anytime. 
the cat is in his suit jacket clawing its way out <laughs> and he he grabs it and smacks its head and puts it back in and then it immediately comes back out again <laughs> the the most nail biting material was the way that that actor handles animals it's not just the cat but the dog as well like that guy was pretty pretty handsy with these animals i'm like oh that's that's a pretty solid grab of the neck there from that guy of that on that cat hope that cat's okay and yeah. then he was shoved into yeah. a tube oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was, I was just being like, oh, the kitty. I hope the kitty's all right. Thankfully, mm-hmm. that had a, it was had a very a, small, such a good payoff. You're lucky we didn't recommend uh, yeah, Bad Boy Bobby cat. to you. Um, it was a very tiny cat. It was such a, I don't know, I don't know what type of cat that was. I'm not a cat small breed, cat. not sure, connoisseur, but it was definitely so a kitten. But I'm white. not sure. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of all. Yeah, it was kind of caramel to me with a blackish tail, but. Uh, well, it's uh, Egyptian. It's Cleopatra. It's Cleopatra. But I, I adored the cat. And I mean, that payoff with the antenna coming out of its back and it's got all these records. <laughs> oh, my God. Of that all was so moments. good. That was so. And that was such a, a, a like a little like 60s sci fi tech little thing. I, I love those little like, yeah, like that, like the little antennas. Obviously, the thing that uh, I've seen people mention a lot about this movie is that there's a little like selfie stick kind of thing at the beginning. Yeah. Of the that movie. was crazy. They um, got that right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was like- cute. Well, it was, yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, I, I really like those things that you see in older movies sometimes where it's like, they get it right mostly, but there's just like one little detail about it that is like, you know, obviously like one aspect of it they couldn't have anticipated. And with the little selfie stick, it's like, oh yeah, the picture, it it's it looks mostly like that, like like what a selfie stick would look like. Um, but the modern the the part they couldn't anticipate was like digital, like mm. the photo being like in in the cloud or whatever. But like they, there was like a physical. Yeah, but they photograph. needed it to be physical for the plot. Yeah, because then they exactly. could show it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like it makes sense. Like it looks great. Like I really like how they do it. It's very it's very charming. Uh yeah. I mean, an- another good laugh moment for me was during the big hijink scene of them trying to kill Einstein that first time when it doesn't go right and they kill the kid by mistake. You have this moment of there's a table covered with nails and they get the the like the whether the wait waiters or like one of the butlers to move it and he grabs it and he's trying to go through this door and then he accidentally slips uh, and all of these nails go into the fishbowl and then they grab the fishbowl and put it on the table and start serving it like it's water to people. Oh my god, and- that was so like... I was just like, oh no. And then our main character looks <laughs> so at it weird. and is like, what is this? And then he accepts that this is what it is and he yeah. starts drinking it like it's just nothing. Uh, and that there was just a piece of hilarity that I just could not get past. And the the, the that rich lady character was I loved her. <laughs> she reminds me of Miriam Margulies a lot. Like if, yeah. if Miriam played that role, like it's basically yeah. her characters from Blackadder. That that over the top, shrill, I need this done now. And that character, oh my god, every every line she had was was gold. And she had this funny gag I liked where she had um one of those veils over the face. And yet she still was trying to use her like uh, her glasses on the what do you, what do you call those exactly yeah, like, on the stick yeah I don't know but her bifocals and and she's still trying to use those and she's trying to get it under the net so she can see and there's just lots of lots of struggle 
for her with that, and yet she still keeps doing it throughout the story. There's a lot of gags about her naivete, her gullibility. Yeah. Uh, for you, Bartek, what was some of the standout moments, funny moments for you? Anything? She was a really good one, for sure. The cops, like I said, all the cops were great. Um, a lot of the people in the future, especially when you just have, you know, these people, they're somewhat acting normally, but they have, like, either women with the beards, you know, talking about, like, oh, we don't want to shave, or later on, the the men with the the, the fake breasts, and they have... Women's voices dubbed women's over voices them. Women's voices dubbed over them. There's just... <laughs> Even though you could tell it was dubbed, there was a level of believability to it. Because all of the actors physically changed the way they played their char- their character as well. It wasn't just that they had tits and then they were just acting like they were before. They, they were more, f- like I guess, feminine in their yeah. approach. The, thing. I mean, so the yeah. voice coming yes. out of them felt less bizarre. I was going to say, yeah, but the, the physicality and also the vocal performance itself like really worked well together, especially mm. since... You know, objectively, it's two different people mm. doing the work. Yeah, it was that was a that was a moment, and I I remember for you last episode, you were talking to me afterwards about like that was the thing you really remembered as well was the the men with the tits and the women with the beards, and so obviously that that's a sticking sticking point when you when you come back to because that is those because are, it's the conflict <laughs> it's arresting visual imagery as well like you just can't get past that because when they go back to nineteen eleven you're like oh normal time i guess <laughs> but we're hanging out with einstein that's more normal than the weird 1993 land they live in <laughs> oh god einstein uh and I, I like the running gag that he he's a shit violinist <laughs> and and uh even when he's great oh, yeah. he still breaks the string and he still looks at it confused <laughs> yeah like, figure it out. like in the, the scene string. with the pervy teacher he came and was like do you have a spare g-string yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um oh i i also liked the bit where they were all pretending to be like staff to work at the house and you had the real staff that were tied up in that one room <laughs> and they paid those actual handymen to like dispose of this guy and then oh don't don't stress about those two other people in there they've already been taken care of and they're like fine whatever we're just working class guys yeah, they were paying him a, yeah. the handyman a lot even though they're like gonna shit on them over the phone it's like it's fine you're paying me a lot you buy a new boss <laughs> you buy a new boss and then thank you Mr. Banker <laughs> that was great I think um the very beginning of when they went back in time the second time when they were on stage and they had to like go across the stage but they had to pretend they were also acting and this mm-hmm. very clearly like them trying to work out what to do at one point two men were like dancing with each other it's like well i don't have anyone else to dance with the main guy leans against the tree and it almost <laughs> falls over they were doing a lot of these like little skippy movements like oh i'm ca- dancing i guess <sighs> one of the gags i truly <laughs> adored because again their follow through on it they freak out about the bear at the back of the stage. <laughs> and then that one guy doesn't freak out because he actually knows the performance. He's like, no, that's this. And then he just walks off. Like, like that was great. That's the bear's name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, this guy actually knows the performance and knows the ins and out of it. So he isn't surprised and he's a bit annoyed that yeah. they're reacting the li- so yeah. strongly to this. <laughs> the line leading into it was good. It's like, oh, we know what to expect and so nothing's going to freak us out. <gasps> oh, and it's a bear. <laughs> that was great. That was a real, real moment. I, I mean, we've got a lot of of characters big and small one scene wonders and our mainstays who was your go-to for this one Bartek was there anyone in particular other than that lady the rich lady was there anyone else because obviously you liked her a lot was there one in particular in this film that's a really tough one 
Because usually the answer is like, oh, it's the Milos Kopecky character, but no, he I wasn't loved him. in it. He was great. He had a great mustache. He was great. And this time, because I knew it was a minor role, I could appreciate it for like, oh, what little time he was there. Because it was like the end of both time travel visits. <laughs> yeah, when they tried to stop him going into his own <laughs> salon and he's just like, let me in there. And then the police come in and he's like, you're wrestling, they won't let me in. It's hard to say with this one. It was real like ensemble effort. I liked uh, uh, Peck's wife in mm. this, especially when they let her in on the time travel shenanigans and how much fun she was actively having. There was that moment when she took off her her bun in her hair and used it as a phone, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, by the way, isn't that like a gag in Spaceballs? No, that's right. They're headphones. She's in Spaceballs. Her her Leia buns are headphones. But in this, I I liked her a lot, especially when uh, she was having to battle against the, the historian lady when they were both being the maids and stuff and just how much they don't like each other. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I thought she was a really... Uh, uh, the, the, her disguise when she was in the past was being a blind lady and yet she's clearly not blind and she's like eating food and chatting to people. And I, and <laughs> she she grabs out of her stall a gun and he's like, what is this? A gun, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just truly one of the greats because she at the start comes in and we have the selfie stick scene. She comes in as just um, over-the-top wife character. I love you, I love you, I love you. The love of my life. I'm rich. No, you got to give me the second kiss giddy, on the other cheek. Giddy, and I trip over. Literally, she like slips over when we meet her because she's going up the, the ramp and she slips over. She's very klutzy. And then when we meet her in the new timeline, she she comes across almost very uh, uh, you know promiscuous and over the top in a different way, but once they actually let her be a part of the team and do the time travel mission, not only was she having fun, but she she became pretty competent as the story went along, which is a, a thing that I found to be endearing about that character was she 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 changed a lot during the movie, not just because of the time travel variants of herself, but when she came back in the final timeline and she remembered the husband but he didn't remember her and she was like educating him she seemed so happy but in a different way to how she, the the original timeline wife was and so that there i, I don't know i i forgot about her mm. and then when i was watching it i was making my notes i kept writing so many notes about her character and that actress is just Clearly having fun, the 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 lipstick on the thigh and and her like almost <laughs> oh, orgasming yeah. over that, and them chasing each other on that very weird bed and rolling around all over the place. Yeah, she has that gigantic bed, and yeah, it's so the one with the so lumps. Weird. Yeah, it's like the size yeah. of a battlefield. <laughs> and oh my God. and you have the obviously the strip scene we talked about, and just how. She clearly is the one who knows how to be more sexy than the historian lady. And like I like that detail because obviously this new variant of her is a bit more slutty in that way. So she just naturally fell into that. And then the other chick is trying to mimic what she's doing. That's great. Like that stuff there. Even though that scene that scene is weird. That's a weird scene, the the strip scene. It is. Yeah. It, it oh comes out of nowhere yeah, it's lo- and it it's, goes it's, away. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, and it's 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 not. I wouldn't necessarily call it short. Like it goes on for a little bit. Like there's it's a it's a fairly extended. It like, strip yeah, scene. it was like a parody of sexploitation. <laughs> yeah. It, yes. It fair. It very much felt like. I was gonna say earlier, like this is 
this movie is horny in a very like 60s movie way <laughs> it's like it just felt like, like it was small, yeah, oh, we're just fucking with yeah. you right now we're, yeah, we're taking yeah. we're taking a bit of time off to be horny <laughs> Like yes. a lot yes. of, we're not going to yeah. pat these people down. All we're right. going to make them do stripteases, and like, when the fat one stripteases, yep. it's going to be a tuba. Because she... <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, come on! Now, Sean, I know we Give live in an enlightened. Break. I know we live. I know <laughs> we live in an enlightened society. You know what? You know what? I found it funny. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm laughing right now. But my, listen, my, my only was... complaint about it is I wanted to see gags with our main character because he was also stripping, but he was like not in any shots until the very end. That's true. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. didn't even fully realize he was in the scene because it was yeah, so it, it was the three the women and him. They were the ones oh, who, and, and were, obviously yeah. the rich lady reacting a lot, going like, "Oh, oh!" It's like you asked, you you helped make this happen. What did you want? Even the police officer was covering his eyes with the uh, because stocking. it was so much. <laughs> uh, uh, Sean, for you, were there any particular characters or, or actors in this that you you gravitated towards or enjoyed what they were getting up to? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, I liked the the professor's wife, uh, who was just kind of like, she was very like she, that was a a fun role because I I think I liked what I liked about her too is that like even when they change the past and her husband is dead and she doesn't even remember that he exists anymore, she's still kind of like along for the ride, uh, in terms of being like, oh okay, well if I had a husband, uh, yeah, let's go, uh, let's go bring him back to life or whatever, like. There's this very like again like playing with it's it's this kind of serious uh, you know th- this time travel stuff has pretty serious implications but they're they're just kind of having fun with it. Um, I honestly I like the guy who played Einstein. I thought he was very um, like reserved. Like er- he had the most reserved part. Everyone else was so wacky um, that he was comparably like very very reserved. Um, and uh, with the exception of like he'll he'll he would just have like little moments of weirdness like the way he would kind of like giggle in kind of a weird way um like which was very like weird um and uh, i i liked that they just kind of would have like uh him and uh uh the the um the historian lady like kind of doing like making like googly eyes at each other or like doing like the romantic stare in certain scenes and that sort of thing she said she um, found a razor Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, that whole racer thing where it was just like, oh, God. oh my God, she's trying to commit suicide. <laughs> and it's like, no. Uh, but how would you know? he know? It was very weird. She's just trying to shave her beard. She grew her beard. <laughs> her beard suddenly grew. And, then, <laughs> and it was a blonde one because she's blonde. And Milos Kopeg comes in. It's like, oh, is she dead? She did. <laughs> he handed that very casually for it being his house, well, by the way. Well, no, because the glass got broken. Now, did you know that cost money? That cost money. <laughs> they basically treat death in this movie in a very cavalier way. It's very... Yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, they, well... They want a kid to shoot a guy. <laughs> they want... Yeah, yeah, they're just... Yeah, they were trying to get a kid to murder somebody. They want... Uh, they, they brought up the idea of killing Hitler. I know. An arrestable Who offense. Who would do that? An arrestable yeah. <laughs> offense. In and 1911. Can we just talk about the, the 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 twists and turns that this takes in ways of the time travel? So we get to, they they think they've killed Einstein. It's like we did it. We killed Einstein. This was successful. We did it. And they and they play it seriously too. The the title drop of the movie is. He's played with absolute gravitas from that actor. He's like, I can't. I really liked that. I, 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 I was so happy when he just dropped the line exactly. I was like, oh, perfect. Great. 
and it wasn't <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't silly like he you could tell like he felt bad about it like oh my god i actually did it i actually killed einstein gentlemen and they don't understand these people from the past don't get it they just know that he was a man, but obviously we all understand. And I, I remember I, even now on this watch, I, I was actually caught caught up in it. I, I actually thought, wow, they killed Einstein. Wow, they actually did it. Like, this is a, a kind of a sadder fate for it all, but this is a movie where they yeah, do I treat death like, in oh, a cavalier wow. fashion and he matter said, of fact. Uh, so they could kill Einstein properly, and that could be an ending to the movie. That could be. A way you do th- do this was was the timeline where the the men were women was that the same timeline where Einstein was a violinist? Yes. So what yeah. happens is Einstein's not actually dead; he's alive. He no longer practices physics, marries the historian, and he becomes a concert violinist. Yeah. And yeah, so she, she basically convinces him to do the become a violinist instead. So of they could have they could have read "I killed Einstein, gentlemen," as you killed a musician. Yeah, but oh, and even then, some of them didn't even know what he was talking about because why would you? Because when you say I killed Albert Einstein, we in the world we know is like Einstein is like an iconic figure, not just in science but just in general, like one of the great names of history. But like a, a classically trained, well, like performing violinist is not comparable to that like you can't right. match that mm. like no one's going to be like i killed andre rieur and you're like well yeah i mean yeah that's bad i was trying to remember his name to bring up the example <laughs> yeah, but, but then you did yeah but it's not i killed hitler or einstein or stalin or like you know we could go on, on i killed Kanye west gentlemen yeah oppenheimer or something like that einstein's like a different figure like you know in terms of just the pitch of this the title i killed einstein gentlemen einstein to me I oh I I don't mean this in a bad way, but like to me, with how pop culture has treated him and like gone through it, I there's a part of me that almost forgets like he was a real life guy that did real life history because he's been churned like they've churned him through the machinery of entertainment so much that the idea of Einstein is, is this real distorted thing now where I think of him with the big hair and the big mustache and the goofy it's accent like how he looks and, at the end yeah yeah and. And, like, the version that you would get in something like TNG where it's, like, let's talk to Albert Einstein, the hologram, and he'll help save the day. Like, he he's always synonymous with basically the guy that is the smartest ever and he would have all the answers to everything ever. And also, and yeah, and his he, name is also used as, like, a put-down. Like, oh, good job, Einstein. Yeah, and is synonymous yeah. <laughs> with genius. And so yes. the just the pitch of this being, let's kill Albert Einstein, well, you already have a movie there. You're like, that's the movie. And so I was a sucker. I actually thought, wow, they killed Einstein. They're playing it seriously. And so when he comes back to life and the guy flops on the ground and starts twitching, I'm like, no, this is the movie I've been watching. Thank you for coming back to what you've always been. I like the scene where I think it was Gwen, the historian lady, like talks to Einstein. She's like, oh, and then she mentioned like e equals mc squared does that make sense and einstein's like no i, I don't get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like i don't know what that means i don't know what that means it kind of felt like you know maybe us normies who might not understand exactly what it means either it was like oh we're in einstein's shoes and yeah then he laments the fact that her this random woman could figure out things he's been trying to for years and he's he might as well just throw in the towel yeah He's like, wow, I suck at this. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> physics at all. He didn't go on the journey. To I should find just out. give up. And she's like, yeah, you should and give it up. 
just play your violin, buddy. Just play, and and it's funny because earlier she said he sucks and will never be good at violin. So <laughs> it's also kind of a twisted thing to do on her part. Like she's fallen in love, but she's motivating him to do something that she thinks he sucks at forever. And then by the end, we find out he, he becomes accomplished. But uh, well, he still makes a mistake. Yeah, he's still fucked <laughs> up, but he's st- he's still an accomplished uh, violinist. Hence, he's there at the end. But. Uh, we get to the future again, and things are different. Things are a little bit more formal, too. Like, it's less wacky looking in the future, a little bit. Like, less gaudy looking set design, a little bit more stripped back. And yet, what is insane is what's happened to men, where we've we've touched upon it, where now in this timeline, instead of the G-bomb, instead of people using physics to fuck with women's biology and physiology and all of that. Now it's chemistry and it's gases and it's affecting men. And that means we're going to go extinct soon because there's no way to breed and populate because men are slowly becoming women. They're they're, they're getting breasts and the voices and sex drive is down and all of this stuff. And I mean, what what was your reaction to that, Sean? Because the movie, you know, it's been going on a bit. We've we've done the titular "Let's Kill." I killed Einstein, gentlemen. Oh no, he's alive. That obviously means the timeline's going to be different. But what was your reaction and, and your overall thoughts on uh, how how this movie decided? Let's see what time would be like if Einstein lived, but just a different lifestyle. What did you think of it? Um, I I, I liked that. I enjoyed. Uh, I liked the 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 little twist of it, him just being um, alive, but having just taken a different career path. I, th- I thought that was cute. Um, and I liked his little, I liked his little performance. Um, I thought that was kind of just like a cute little moment. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was interesting. Like it, it just kept like, they, they basically it just, it felt like, like, like every time they kind of have to go back to the, you know, 1993, uh, they have to kind of like dial up. It almost becomes like a little bit stranger um, every single time. Um, and it's just like the whole, I, I, I really liked, I, I did enjoy how they kind of didn't really, um, they really treated it just kind of like, oh, we're here in the future now. Like literally everything is different. Like they, they, what they have to go back to is just absolutely, nobody even, real. very few people left even know who these people are that were, like, traveling back in time. So it's like, what are they even really coming back to? Like, what is this even entirely and then there's, for? There's also the sort of, like, counterpoint to that, where it's like, even though we are changing a lot of things in the past that drastically alter the future, a lot of the same people do still end up in the same place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a lot of the people end up in the same place. They have similar relationships, um, but they're just, like, a little bit off in some kind of way. Um, but I did like that. I thought it was. I, I thought that was cute. The whole thing with uh, just Einstein being like, "Oh, he's alive, but he's a he, he's a violinist now." And uh, th- and then they have uh, you know, like he he thinks he sees uh, the the uh, the historian lady again, but it's her daughter instead. Uh, that was that was fun. And it's like, oh, they got they she's she's she uh, got together with Einstein. They got married. It's beautiful. Well. For a time, it's beautiful because <laughs> time decides. No, that's you. You things are fucked because I was explaining this a bit to Bartek. Bartek, you mentioned that you're not the biggest science fiction aficionado. Time travel stuff isn't always your bag, baby. Oh, time travel, well. I actually do like, but sci-fi mm. in general isn't really what I go. But to. we we see oftentimes in in time travel stories 
that people who try to mess with time, it doesn't work out well for them because time will want to rewrite itself or fix the course or you get the butterfly effect, bootstrap, bootstrap paradox, all of this stuff is here. And you you see how that gets fiddled with in many different uh, stories. You know, Back to the Future has its rules. I mean, Avengers yeah. had its rules. Uh, uh, um, Sands of Time. Sands of Time, yeah. And yeah, that's a great example, Sands of Time. We had a big discussion about time travel rules in that episode, yeah. Oh, yeah, in the Prince of Persia movie, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the game, but... Uh, oh, I've never seen I've never seen the... When did the Prince of Persia movie come 2005, out? I want to say. 2010, I was in year 11. Oh, 2010, it was even later. Oh wow! Okay. So so um. Interesting. There's always different ways. Is that movie any good? It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. brief brief detour in Prince of Persia: Sands of Time movie. The pitch is Ben Kingsley's his evil uncle. I do believe. Spoiler, Ryan. And and he wants to travel back in time, similar to this. Travel back in time oh, to Jake a moment. Gyllenhaal is the yeah, star. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, weird. don't. Let's not. Oh. Let's not get it. And and Alfred Molina's oh, in the movie too. He's so, great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. And so there's wow. a there's a pitch of Ben Kingsley wants to go back in time and do a similar thing where there was a moment where his brother could have died, but he saved him. It was like split second decision, and he wants to go back in time. This is quantum leap rules where it's like you travel back in your own body. So it's like you travel yeah, back you're rewind- to when you You're literally were- rewinding the world, I believe. So yes. you, it's not like you time travel to the uh, spot you're currently but in when you, you start. But he makes it specific that he will have – well. He will have the memories yeah. of adult Ben Kingsley. You remember the stuff when you use the thing. But so, yeah. so his plan is he'll go back to when he was eight years old and kill his brother and then become king. But the question we had was like the movie didn't make it explicitly clear. But will Ben Kingsley then live his entire life with the mental capacity of like a sixty-year-old man because he's old and it was very weird. But with this. It made me think of Star Trek Voyager with Year of Hell, where in the episode Year of Hell, Kurtwood Smith is the villain and he's trying to save his wife. But every time he rewrites history or, or like does something, it won't let him save his wife. He'll find a new way to fuck him over. And he even says that time is, is a harsh mistress. It has moods and I've pissed it off. And that's what this made me think of, where our heroes want to save society they want to stop this weird meddling with 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 the the women or with the men and every time they do it time says no i'm just going to do it in a different way like you just keep trying to screw this i'm going to keep screwing with you it's that real approach to time travel where at the end he just stays in this version of time finds a way to figure out this problem in chemistry and he's now heralded as this great scientist, the savior of humanity. He is a concert for you. And oh, it's Einstein. This 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 harbinger of time itself saying, see, you didn't you didn't change everything. Like the here's something that didn't you didn't succeed at. You tried to kill him, and guess what? We wouldn't let you. Yeah, the film doesn't really acknowledge it, I don't think, but if they went back to 1911 and it's set in 1993, that means that Einstein, as we knew him in the past, lived 82 more years just to yeah. kind of you know have that thing happen. He's very old. And, and the same, same with the historian, yeah, he'd too. Yeah, he'd be pretty old. Yeah, by <laughs> he'd be, if he was at least 20, he'd be over 100. Yeah, well, that's yeah, the thing, but geez. he's very old. And, and, and he comes in as this like, hey, you didn't do nothing. Right, and so our main guy faints over this. He he's very disturbed, 
And then they have that conversation at the end with the daughter and the historian and Albert Einstein, and she tells him to move out of the way of the chandelier. It falls, almost kills him, and she, like last time, knew how history would play out. Just knew that this would be... And for a comedy movie... It ends on a ra- I, I think a rather like somber note of like history is just going to keep trying to course correct itself to make sure humanity gets fucked. Maybe the new pandemic was delayed. And that this guy has now made himself the new Albert Einstein figure. And if that's the case, that means somewhere down the line history like society is going to get fucked up from his new science of physics. Right? Because that's what happened in the first place. Albert Einstein helped fi- find make physics a thing. Then it made society fall apart later. Now this guy's helped r- bring physics back into the world to solve this chemistry problem. And Chandelier falls on him and almost kills him. Time's repeating itself, but now you're Einstein. Mm, maybe they should have gone back and killed some iconic like terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh no, it's not the war on terror anymore. It's the war on. But the I war on terror happened after this. I know. Movie. I know. I'm sorry. What's the most iconic terrorist thing that happened in 1970? I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, there's a few we could go with, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, overall, I recommend I Killed Einstein, gentlemen, especially if you're wanting uh, an easy entry point into Czech movies. This one's fairly simple to follow. It's got good filmmaking. It's in standard like color because I know that sometimes when we recommend Lemonade Joe. It can be a lot because of its tinting that it has, but this is just mm. shot in color. It's got some good performances, some interesting time travel rules, and it has a, a good amount of comedic set pieces. Like, we didn't go over it too much, but like the actual set piece where they k- try and kill Einstein properly with the chandelier and all the changing of the chandeliers, and this guy puts in the thing and with the, the clumsy chandelier. waiter changing things around. Yeah, and the kid and wanting the, to sit the, on the nice the, chair, the glue on the seat, and the guy has the <laughs> material stuck to his shoes because he still puts his shoes on. Uh, all of that is, is fantastic. So I do recommend I Killed Einstein, gentlemen, if you can find a copy of it. It's a bit hard to find with English subtitles, but uh, we found one and uh, it's available in places. But yeah, with any of these Czech movies uh, or, or even just foreign movies from a certain time period, you you, you have to do a bit of the legwork for it. But uh, every now and then they do put these on, you, on YouTube. Somebody uploads Lemay Joe or Adina Frodell or some of them on YouTube. So even keep an eye out there. Maybe it'll pop up on there one day. Who knows? Biotech, what about you? I Killed Einstein, gentlemen. I, I recommend this film, gentlemen, uh, and ladies, and horses, and men with breasts, and ladies with beards. Um, it's it's a good one. It's got a lot of clever and unique things to it. Um, and I agree with the entry point thing with the the Czech films. A good one to start with, um, because I especially think like oh, especially with like the Ulrich Lipsky stuff we've seen, they get a bit better with you know the other ones. This one's mm-hmm. still very good. Um, like I said, a lot of unique elements to it. Worth checking out. Definite recommend. Sean, would you recommend this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. It's a it's a fun time if you're just looking for uh, if you're looking for a I would say it's like a time travel comedy, but it doesn't it, it follows some of the tropes that you would kind of expect it to, uh, and that like a lot of more modern movies would, but. It goes down some roads that you would absolutely not expect at all uh, and uh, has like a very weird but very um, kind of like silly and funny tone to it. 
so it's a good time. So yeah, yeah. If, if you can find it, uh, if you have a taste for that kind of a movie uh, and for some, uh, you know, it, sci-fi in that era, the 60s, 70s, I, I think you'll have a good time. There you go. Now, Sean, you were going to recommend a movie for Bartek and I to cover on the next episode of this podcast, and I don't know what it is. Bartek doesn't know what you've got pitched our way, so it's time for you to lob it at us. What are we going to be checking out next time? Okay, and I'm pretty sure I double-checked. I don't think this is one that you've covered before. Okay. Stop me if if it is. I apologize if it is, but I don't think so. Um, So this is a movie called Son of the White Mare. Okay. Um, it is a it's a Hungarian movie. It's a Hungarian animated fantasy movie uh, from 1981, uh, and it is uh, gorgeous uh, and extremely strange because uh, it is based on a uh, Hungarian folk tale. Nice. Um, the Hungarian name is uh, my, I'll probably pronounce it wrong, but Feher Lofia. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a Hungarian name. So look it up. It is. Um, I think. I think. I. I think. I will be very curious to hear how you feel about it. Uh, I think you'll have a good time. Uh, in that it is. Uh, it's an extremely interesting and uh, and beautiful. Like it's. It's one of the most gorgeous animated movies I've ever seen. Uh, but it is deeply weird. Uh, we so love I think you'll have a good time. Animated films. I made it a personal thing at the start of the year to hopefully do more animated films on the podcast and just watch more. Hence, we did. Uh, um, what was the movie again? Um, a, ca- a town called Panic. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for recommending that. Everyone will have the episode out uh, at some point. We'll track down the movie. I don't know where exactly it's available for people, but it sounds yeah. like it's got some renown to it, so it should be out there. And yeah, I'll make I don't sure think it shouldn't the... be too hard to find. I, I don't think. And uh, I'll make but... sure to put the title yeah. of it all in the description. Uh, everyone, make sure to check it out for yourselves during the in in the meantime because. Uh, it's fun you know watch these movies hear your opinions on them as well Uh, any of the crazy shit we throw your way you can throw our way too you can hit us up on social medias Facebook and Twitter or email us directly at uh, spitandpolished at gmail.com with your recommendations we have a list of uh, listening people's recommendations Uh, we have a few that I'm very keen to get to uh we recently just did a Bollywood pick from Bartek, and we also have another Bollywood movie in there from our listeners. So uh, throw stuff our way if we if we have the ability to find it and watch it. We'll do our best to cover it because there are some we're still tracking down copies of to watch. I, I man, I still want to watch some of these Polish movies. Yeah. That are just hard to find English uh, translations for, uh, but. Uh, We'll get there. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for coming on finally. We've had your other two hosts from the Last Best Babylon 5 podcast on here. And now we finally got you on the pod. So thank you Um, so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I would love to to come on again. uh, And we could watch more of... You know, strange European films. I would love to be a delight. And then I just crack it's a plan. And, I, and then I just give him a really fucked up Australian film just to change up the. the you know what? The... I go for it. I would love it. I <laughs> throw him at. Well, you've already your name dropped. Bad Boy Bubby, right? I don't think Sean could handle Bad Boy Bubby. Sean <laughs> likes cats too much, uh, but he likes weird stuff. He does like I weird do. stuff. Um, I, I can deal with if if there are animals that are hurt in the movie, I can I can handle it. It's not my favorite thing. I don't I don't go seeking it out, but I can I can handle it. I can handle remember it. he said that. <laughs> yeah, we will we will. If only it was Ooh. hurt. So okay. Um, 
<laughs> Bad Boy Bubby, what a film. But no, we're not watching Bad Boy Bubby yet, although it is weirdly available on Australian Netflix right next to Muriel's Wedding. Oh, man, what a weird double feature that would be. But, uh, Sean, you can be found on where in the internet? Oh, sure. Um, So, uh... Mostly on Twitter, like you can follow me. I'm at Jabroni Sean uh, on Twitter. Uh, my comic Red Ring of Death. Um, I mostly post that on Twitter, but also I have a website for it. So it's R R O D underscore Comic on Twitter, and then on on uh, the website you can find the archive of it is uh, just Red Ring Nation Red Ring Dash Nation dot com. Uh, and then um, and then yeah, the Last Best Babylon Five podcast. That's like at last best B5. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can find us all, uh, you know, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically where any, anywhere you can find podcasts to listen to. Yeah, Bartek, you've watched Babylon 5 now. So you can listen to their show and laugh at Sean and Steve for not knowing things that will come up in the future. They, they, yeah. they don't know. About, There's still a good amount yeah. we don't know. Well, they, we, we know most things now, but uh, still a lot we don't know. So yeah. it's going to be fun. They, well, they're they're going to get a lecture about Masako Nozawa, and then they'll be the fools. <laughs> Wait, we talked about them before go. the recording, didn't we? Yeah, we were talking about anime <laughs> That's okay. before Oopsies, the recording. That's okay. I messed up. You've... That's okay. I guess I have the to... Real, the real heads out there will know there was some sort of method about. to like go previous in clocks. Uh, time yes. travel... Let's get oh. into a rocket and go onto yeah. stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The most normal form of time Bartek travel. Bartek Tricker and the clock travel. I did like that their time movie. travel machine didn't require a physical machine. It could just be whatever they needed it to be yeah, at the it time. Was, yeah. it, it could matter. be a car. It, it was like, eh. It could be yeah. a car if they wanted to. Like, it was, it was anything they wanted it to be. I, I like that. Yeah, right. there was actually a film in the like 80s about a car that time travels, and it also had a plot about, like, a photo that he brings back to the past. Oh, my. Are you insinuating? Are you saying Zemeckis himself watched this movie and ripped it off? Wow. And it was called The Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was The Polar Express. That explains the weirdness. <laughs> um, I always think about uh, Terry Gilliam remade one of these Czech movies. He did the the Baron 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 von Munchausen. He did that movie, which oh. is a famous Czech movie with uh, Milos Kopecky as as the Baron himself. And Ooh. where you get the famous image of him being hit by a cannonball and flying through the air until he goes all the way into space. Uh, that's a great movie. That is one of the Czech movies I've watched that's more serious and it's mainly silent. It's like, you get some dialogue, you get some weird... Oh, oh one thing we didn't mention, gotta wrap this before we go. Every time they opened a door, it made a weird sci-fi zoom-zing <laughs> sound and I laughed a lot. Like, every time they opened up one of the future doors, it would make, make, make this weird electronic sound and it made me giggle each time because it was motivated at least in, in some of the other films i would have these weird zing 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 sound effects and it didn't have any motivation it would just be uh like a, a dinner for adele he'll throw a bowling ball out the window and it'll make a weird electronic zing sound it's like why did it do that but this, here it made sense, and I and I giggled because oh, it made sense this, this time. Film, this film had something for the sci-fi people and for the religious cloud, cloud, crowd because one of the police officers started praying. Thank you, God. Well, he was saying bye, like <laughs> bye to God, I guess, because God was flying away. But it wasn't actually God; it was the main character. I think his name was Moore. More, yeah, it was because there was this one scene where he just yelled out his name to Einstein. He just said, "Moore, <laughs> Professor David Moore." 
There you go. And thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, remember to be kind to each other or else we'll go back in time and kill Einstein. The actor's last name is Slovak. That's pretty on the nose. It's like if your name was like Ryan Ozzy. If only. Oh, wait, hold on. The the guy that played the the guy who stopped existing because his father died, his last name, the actor's last name is Lipsky. <gasps> is he related to Ulrich Lipsky? Maybe it's a common Czech name and you shouldn't Czech shame. Oh, it's not Czech shaming, it's Czech interest. Oh, he died in 2015. <laughs> Bartek's now on the IMDb The round. brother of director <laughs> Ulrich Lipsky, so I was right. So that's why they look so much alike. I don't know what Ulrich Lipsky looks Ulrich like. Ulrich Lipsky looks like that, but bold. Like balding with glasses. He looks oh, like he doesn't ex- have a Wikipedia. Phone he looks right. like a Russian accountant. <laughs> <laughs>